0: Hey, everybody, what's up? It's Harry. Episode 34 of the Alston Pudding podcast. Uh, I've taken a couple weeks without dropping an episode just to sort of get adjusted to fall. Um, starting to get real busy in pretty much all areas of life. So just trying to like take it easy to. Gotta rest. You know, I've been, been busy, been going to a lot of shows. Um, you know, September kind of brought indoor show like i don't really think i went to many shows this summer i went to a couple small ones a couple outdoor ones but like it's been a little bit so september kind of brought a return to concert going uh taking a bunch of photographs at shows loving that but yeah just one day at a time you know anyway i'm really really excited this week my guest is demoy she is a Dallas born and raised current Berkeley student. She is an incredibly talented musician, singer, songwriter, pianist, multi instrumentalist, really, TikTok content creator. She's gained a really solid following on TikTok, uh, used it pretty effectively. I covered one of her songs, uh, or I, I covered a video release of hers back in 2020. That's sort of how we first got in touch, how she first came up on my radar. Uh, I've been following her career since then. Love her music. We're going to talk about her 2019 album, "The Whole Truth," which is just such a beautiful piece of, of music. Like every song is just so well orchestrated and composed. Not to mention, just like hits you on an emotional level that just that just feels so heartwarming. Um, I really love that album. Listen to it a lot in the prep for this episode. But it was one of those things where like. <laughs> I don't know if I, it was actually like super constructive for me to listen to the album a bunch of times before the episode came out because I was just like, I forgot to be analytical, you know, <laughs> while listening, which, which, you know, is usually how I start preparing for interviews. But, you know, I just kind of forgot to do that and just sort of let the music wash you over me. Um, yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal album. Go check it out. She's also going to talk about last week. She just released a new single, Ride With You, that you're going to hear on the show midway through the show. Um, There's going to be two songs on either side of that too. So the songs you're going to hear throughout the episode are Crush, Ride With You, and Independent in that order. Oh, just a quick addendum before we get started. Uh, The Boston Music Award nominations came out. The podcast is nominated once again for the second year in a row for podcast radio show of the year. Huge honor if you can go vote for the Boston Music Awards vote for us or you know if we're your second favorite Boston-based podcast god bless by all means you know vote for your favorite but any vote for for this show will mean so so much a uh, huge honor to be nominated um Austin Pudding as a publication is also nominated vote for us i am also nominated for music journalist of the year as is my fellow Austin Pudding writer Dylan Riley you know, we're both really honored to be nominated i think i can speak for dylan on this yeah great great feeling huge honor i'm very very grateful to be nominated for to have this show nominated and myself to be nominated for the second year running you know it's a great event you know i'm i don't really i'm not super attached to like winning the award i really just want to go for the event it's such a great event tickets are on sale now it's going to be held at big night live this year. Yeah, it's it's just such a heartwarming time i love going every year but yeah vote for the Austin pudding fam that's Austin pudding as a for music publication of the year the podcast for podcast radio show of the year and dylan riley and myself for music journalist of the year yeah go pudding anyway thank you for any any votes thrown our way it's a huge honor but yeah anyway Happy fall, happy October. Without further ado, here's Des
1: Moines. Maybe he's got a small place chills in his mama's basement hitting up my line him about my night if I'm free this weekend or the one after next he could take me out for coffee I admit I don't like coffee but it's all okay he likes me anyway love you every day in a sweet little text Wish they tell me that they liked me, liked me. Wish they tell me that they liked me, liked me. Just a little speech, I'm no fantasy. I'm the reality you might resist to see. If you're out there, know that I, I got a little crush. to run. a good gamer doesn't mind i'm a beginner but he shuts it down for a walk in town buy me something nice make me frown because he wants to play again he could be a writer every day a new song dance in the night wouldn't want to be out too long take home the party they tell me that they liked me, liked me. Wish they tell me that they liked me, liked me. Just a little speech. I'm no fantasy. I'm the reality you might resist to see. If you're out there, know that I, I got a little crush. to see
0: friday night i
2: know right
0: yeah and i am here with a special guest hello demoy
2: hi how are you
0: i'm pretty good i'm pretty good this is our version of a party recording a podcast (laughs) 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 yeah cue the cue the house music
3: i know right how are you doing i'm okay you know pretty pretty busy uh starting and going into my last year at Berkeley um i'm releasing a new song soon it's crazy oh. it's coming out next week actually oh I'm excited for it
0: uh what's it called
3: so the the song itself is called ride with you and it's hmm, i think i had with this with a really really good friend of mine all the way from norway his name is philip Mintif, and we wrote it two years ago when we first met wow. over the wow. pandemic. and um yeah we had collabed on it we had like put it on the back burner because we had no idea like when we were going to release it and now we're putting it out to the world next week so we're we're both like super, super thrilled for it. It's called Ride With You.
0: Ride With You. Uh, what's sort of the vibe? Because you, you've covered like, you've switched up the vibe like a few times of like your music. You kind of dip your toes in a, a few different genres.
3: Yeah. Um, I know in comparison to the whole truth. I mean, the only thing that's really the same is I still keep myself in that pop jazz R&B realm. But uh, since then... And even, you know, TikTok is kind of the cause of this, the platform mm-hmm. I'm most active on. I've been going to more of an electronic route, like how I could take those like three genres that, you know, I've always wrote in, I've always known, and sort of flip it, you know? Mm-hmm. So with Ride With You," it kind of falls under that concept, but this one is more synthwave. So okay. artists like The Weekend was like a huge inspiration for us. But yeah,
0: it's it's a pop synth wave song. Nice. Yeah, he's he's definitely taken like a, the, especially the past couple albums. He's yeah feels like he's bringing the '80s back, which uh, we we both remember those so well. Wild days.
3: Literally, literally, <laughs> I love all '80s music. Go crazy! Yeah.
0: Oh, it's so good. And but it's it's funny how like it's such a such a popular era like nostalgia it, to people who weren't even alive then like a lot of people go back to that and like just find a lot of really wonderful stuff that they and also sometimes dark stuff uh, like i was i was like a kind of a goth kid in high school so i was like all about the cure and
3: <laughs> hey i love the cure yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's exciting to uh, hear you in like more of a like a pop vein i
3: don't know I'm like, kind of nervous
0: about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it'll be fine. You know, like, at the end of the day, you have, like, a really good voice. Thank
2: you.
0: Yeah. But speaking of the whole truth, your album from 2019, which uh, I listened to, because it's currently, like, your only, like, full-length album that's out right now. You released that, like, right before you embarked, like, to, to go to Berkeley, right?
3: Just about. Yeah, I was uh, a month in my first year at Berkeley when it came out.
0: Because I remember we got in touch because you hit me up about the video for for Change. Mm -hmm. Like that song and that video is kind of all about you moving to Boston from from Dallas.
3: Yeah, Change. Um, I mean, not only that, but also how the song itself in somewhat similarity to One Day, how it reflects on... Some of the the mountains and the valleys that I have gone through at the time mm. as a music artist and as a person. and I still find it, you know, really relevant to this day, even like three years later after releasing that album. But, yeah, change itself has a pretty, pretty powerful message of action, I'll say, yeah,
0: yeah. it also has um maybe like kind of apt for the title, but because I was literally just listening to. album but then it got to that song like right before this i was like i better start the interview (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh it just the the key change in that song it just hit and love a good love a good key change
3: yeah i love a good modulation you know
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it's like i i don't have like the 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 deepest music theory understanding but uh, I know you're pretty up to speed on that stuff, based on a lot of the TikToks that you post.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: But I've gotten good enough where I like I know a key change when I hear it.
3: Hey, that's all I need. Awesome. Not a
0: lot of not a lot of people can pull it <laughs> off, <laughs> and that's a that one's a really good one. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and you had mentioned one day too, which that felt very poignant as I took out the trash and recycling. <laughs> I was like, yeah, one day.
2: One day, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. It's such a, it's a really, like right from the get go, I was noticing. It's a very like intimate album. It like starts off pretty low key, especially with that like one day prelude that feels very like it almost feels like like a a moment in the studio when you're warming up right before you're you're recording, and then there's that you just hear like okay, let's go. I think is (laughs) what you.
3: I did say that. I just kind of forgot. Let's create.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then like it feeds perfectly into one day, which I don't know. It's just a very like gentle, gentle opening. So to like keep in mind that you're gearing up to to do something that's like synth wavy that tends to have a lot more. You know, I mean, there there can be like chiller versions of it, but it tends to be a lot more like production and like in your face energy sometimes. I don't know, like if if you're doing a straight up dance track or anything
2: hmm
3: well with the whole truth you know i wrote all songs i composed the music i sang every part you know i conducted the musicians on the arrangements that i had you know we were all young uh we
2: mm-hmm.
3: used the album mixed it master pretty seamless process and you know with the instruments that i had arranged you know i had arranged it for you know electric bass drums like all the classic instruments that you can name i had it on that album with like a, a small subtle hint of electronic sounds like a pad and a bell here and there i know change and invisible for sure had like synth pad and then going from that to like a complete pop synth wave and i guess i i wouldn't say dance track it's not like a mm, mm,
2: mm. Mm-hmm. more
3: like a I mean if I were to describe it it's definitely something that you would listen to in the night time like driving through tunnels with your windows down and just blast
0: okay.
3: it's like one of those tracks no,
0: so a little moody
3: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little I wouldn't say like moody it's um, it, it's not a sad song okay, Yeah. it's not a sad song I mean I need to put it in and like a in a very blunt way, but lyrically, it's about just having a a good old time, you know, being youthful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's about you know a little intimacy here and there. Mm-hmm. The themes of a party, you know. I mean, again, being youthful, having fun, and then as far as that production process goes, in comparison to the whole truth, you know, Philip and I. We worked on it completely remote. I was at home in Texas. He was at home in Norway. I think he's like not too far from Oslo. I know that's like the main city. And we spent like hours, like three to four hours, almost what, five, four or five times a week on Zoom, where it was super late at night for me and super early in the morning for him. And we would just like get together and be like, okay, let's do... This synth patch that Logic has, that was our main DAW or uh, software that we had used to produce the song, uh, Logic Pro. And then, you know, uh, we would both take a session, you know, I would configure like the bass sound, like how I want it to sound. And then he would find like the drum sample that's used throughout the song and some other vocal samples that he's found And even live through Zoom, like, I had to, you know, record vocals in front of him, send them through Zoom so that he could put it in his main session. And then whatever he had to record, he put it in that session as well. And then um, when it came down to, like, finishing the track, he basically had everything because he knew another good friend of his that does mixing. And then I believe he knew somebody that also does mastering in his country that's, like, really, really good. So a lot of, I know. And for the whole truth, it wasn't really like that because I just kind of had everybody there for like one or two days and mm-hmm. we did everything at the studio, and then the album was done. And then you go to like virtual. It's like this consistently like back and forth and back and forth and spending hours on a track. But I'm really, really proud of how "Ride With You" has turned out. I mean, going back to how literally thrilled I am to share it with the world, because <laughs> I mean, again, Philip and I, we we spent hours working on it, just back and forth and back and forth, but a fun process.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I can't imagine. Like, because I feel so many people have had to pivot to using Zoom as a as a means of working, but I, you know, I imagine there's. A few other like leaps and bounds to go through like when you're trying to use it musically you know it is it is very different than being in the studio with with the people that you're recording with sometimes you you can't always like i don't know were you like singing into the like through zoom so he could uh
3: not through zoom i i sang right through my uh i sang right through my daw and then when i was done with the track i would get that wave and put it right there in the chat so he could. go <laughs>
0: But I mean, that, that also probably adds like a few extra steps because then there's a whole like time period between like, you can't really be here in the studio with you, like hearing you live and kind of like you kind of have to wait for notes and be like, was that, was that the right take? Was that?
3: <laughs> and then, you know, self notes, like, you know, I'll probably do this again, try this again and and stuff like that. And then some other, some other cons of working Remotely at the time, there were a few crashes that we had. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes my Wi Fi would go down, sometimes his Wi Fi would go down. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love virtual, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's a chance that my Wi Fi goes down in the middle of this call. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> it's happened before. Is that also how you recorded Waiting for You, the song you did with Timothy Stone?
3: Yeah, that one was also completely virtual as well it was written it was yeah it was created around the same time that philip and i had created ride with you over the pandemic uh berkeley had this thing where they partnered up with um warner music group and it was this cool workshop oh sorry Sorry.
2: is that your dog
3: yeah my dog just a nasty little sneeze. Um, Yeah, Berkeley had partnered up with uh, Warner Music Group to do this like this workshop opportunity for students to collaborate with other students and then submit their tracks to get like criticism and feedback. And that's how I had met uh, Philip to work on "Ride With You" and how I met Timothy to work on "Waiting for You." And how um, Timothy and I started that. It was kind of the same process, like we spend a, a few hours nearly, I think, with waiting for you like three or four times a week, you know, recording all these parts. And I remember we we sat down and we were like, We should definitely try to experiment with the concept of being home alone and like quarantine and kind of make it a semi love story, but not necessarily a one hundred percent of that. Like people mm-hmm. Friendly and vintage. I don't know. At the time, bedroom pop was like a serious thing. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, in quarantine and and every artist that you knew. That's all you could do. Yeah. And all the new artists coming in, you know, releasing tracks from their bedroom. So we took that idea and, you know, we were playing around with some melodies. And then after our um, first meeting, I kind of took this four chord progression that we had and i ran with it and then the next day i had showed him i kind of hear this and i had recorded you know my own bass i recorded a a little bit of guitar although he plays the majority because he's better than i am (laughs) um i put some some logic stock drums and I, i sang the melody concept that we had and then he was like you know what I like this. We're going with it. And then together it was a complete collaborative effort. Like, you know, I would help, you know, write his verse, he would help write mine. We both um great minds think alike. We wrote the bridge. Um and then next, thing you know, the track was quickly finished.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, and it does have the, like it that sort of like yearning feeling of like missing the sort of direct connection like we had with people before the pandemic that like really comes through the lyrics and yeah so many like one of the lines about um i think it's timothy that that sings it but uh the line about there's something to the effect of having to like communicate with friends who sort of like live in your phone now that like you used to be
3: exactly what you're talking about
0: yeah i'll i'll in uh in the intro i'll like get the exact lyric but (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I just remember like the numerous Zoom birthday parties at the beginning of of that that were just like, you know, it's nice to it's nice to see everybody, but this is getting this is getting tiring pretty pretty fast.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know the lack of of presence and you know being surrounded by that that warm feeling of being with friends or, or family companions, who be it that that really took a toll emotionally i know for for a lot of people over the pandemic
0: yeah i know i uh i mean i know some like i know plenty of people who like were kind of in their element because they were just like you know what i i want to stay home (laughs) all all the time anyway like i don't need to be going out like i also knew people on the on the complete flip side that were struggling and like kind of getting cabin fever and stuff. like i was one of them at various times um
3: yeah yeah. A few times, you know, I, 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 missed, you know, being with friends and, you know, having conversations and going out and having fun. But at the same time I was like, Hey, I don't mind this at all. It was, great,
0: <laughs> it was a good time to catch up on movies and TV, but then yeah. there were some things that I was like, it's weird. It was weird how like normal things I would do at home before the pandemic. I found like I couldn't do it anymore. Like I, like I couldn't read for, Not that I, like, I could, I became, like, illiterate on the (laughs) spot. But, you know, I had that COVID brain fog that was, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot how to read. (laughs) No, I just, like, I I could only do, like, a page at a time. I was just, like, so unfocused on it. And only halfway through last year did I, like, really start getting to read. Like, I try to read, like, at least one book a month. So it was, like, a complete, like, stop on a dime. And I was, like, why... It was frustrating, like, like why can't I I read a book?
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it was around March of 2020 when things started, mm-hmm. and all the schools were telling you to leave, pack your stuff, and go. Yeah. And When I went home, and it was over that summer, I just kind of took a hiatus from almost anything and everything. I was off Instagram for three months of that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't read i i i barely created sort of gave myself a, a refresh a restart you know mm-hmm.
0: sometimes that's necessary
3: and i really, i mean i couldn't go anywhere anyway i mean i don't drive so
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um yeah yeah kind of the, i was kind of the the same way yeah
0: yeah uh but now now i'm back to the the pokemon so we've got like hey it, yeah it took it took a little bit but kind of Getting back to the swing of things that you know we're we're norms of the day to day life. I also just remember seeing like starting last like May, like a restaurant down the street from me had like a welcome back normalcy sign over their door, and I was like, that feels a little premature right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I also I feel like trying to get into segue into a topic you had already brought up but like i'm really interested in asking about one your your activity on it but i also feel like the pandemic really it's i don't want to say the pandemic helped something because it was so fucking bad <laughs> but it it sort of enabled tiktok to to blow up the way it has because i remember in 2019 like summer of 2019 like it was starting to take off and i was kind of like yeah we'll see Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to download another app, but now it's become very, very ubiquitous in a lot of ways. And I know that, like, you're one of those musicians who is, like, very regularly coming up with content to uh, not just promote, like, your music, but, like, your personality, too, comes through in a lot of ways. And you have, like, really funny videos, Some, some of them related to music theory and just, like, recording and being an artist do you feel like like a pressure to like constantly be coming up with these videos or I mean I don't know how often you you post
3: oh well I I ain't gonna hold you I'm lacking a little bit you know (laughs) but um I I will say the platform itself TikTok is amazing I would consider it one of the best things that's happened in my career, and I've gotten so many opportunities because of that platform. I mean, mm. not only with with brands and partnerships, but, you know, also in organizations where I've been able to partner and make a difference in the lives of others, like through music and advocacy and, and activism. And I've been able to, you know, promote myself really nicely on TikTok. I know during the era that uh, Timothy and I, we had released Waiting for You. That was the first song that I had promoted as like new music on the platform. And we got quite a bit of pre-saves, I think like within the range of 50 to 100. I don't know the exact number. And then from that, you know, people were discovering it. We got a few good streams, and and you know, just, and the, the track is still doing pretty good. I mean, I still listen to it sometimes because <laughs> I'm really proud of the final result.
2: Yeah. And then
3: during the era of the single I had out called, well, keyword had, uh, "You Are in a Mess," abbreviated "You Are Not My Skin." Going through that promo on TikTok and sort of, you know, testing out what what would the algorithm do? You know, if I would. Release a solo single. And I think I did like four or five different videos on it, a few voiceovers, because a few people gassed me up on that app and said, you know, you could totally be a voice actor. So I was like, no,
2: <laughs>
3: Quiet. so I did it. I did like a cool little video, like, you know, what's up, y'all? You know, I'm a new artist. Uh pre my song. I don't remember the script. But uh, and from that, people really, you know, latched on. To the sound of the music that I had in the background while I was doing my you know voice acting narrative. And I got nearly a thousand pre-saves on that single. And um I don't remember the exact uh, streaming count, ca- streaming number count that I had before I had um I had, had it removed on platform, but you know, because of TikTok, I was able to have A successful promotion for marketing and promo that I did by myself at home in quarantine. I mean, all you know through every singing video duet and some of the multi-hyphenate music videos that I do on there, remixing other you know popular songs. Like you know, what if I made this a stripped R and B, like how I did with um, Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those
3: yeah like i did with uh
0: there's Uh, a few that there's a few that i've been where i'm like you should i don't you know i don't want to tell you what to do but like i was like you should release like a full (laughs) cover of this i would
3: hey you are not the only one i've I've gotten so many like you should release your version of have mercy by chloe bailey i'm like hey i would absolutely love to if i had the time um the one that i did release though was one i had did it was over the summer of 2021 where the adult swim challenge was super huge Mm. and i had did my my spin on it and i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna try it. see where it goes because everybody's going viral maybe i have a chance too so i did it and then woke up the next morning blew up like viral and people are like releases 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 and at the time I couldn't nor did I know how because it wasn't my song Mm -hmm. so I had sort of so what I did was I had extended it I had posted another video and then I had let people just kind of do their thing for like a year
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and since then leading up to this past May when I had time to sort of re-record everything in that remix and then basically multiply it by like 32 and make it over like 30 minutes, which was the plan like all along. I just didn't know when I was gonna do it. I've seen so many like painters, artists, rappers, fashion designers, jewelry makers, all kinds of creatives Use that little sound that I had on TikTok and just do whatever they wanted with it. And when I had saw that, before I had thought of, you know what, I'm gonna release this 35-minute version and call it a day. Because of how many people were using it, that was my motivation to get it re-recorded and released on SoundCloud and YouTube. And those are the two platforms that I could use because again, it wasn't my song and and Anybody trying to sue? So, because what I had remixed was a remix by a person who had remixed an original song. Oh yeah, yeah. Five to ten different people that I would have to like reach out to.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a whole whole SoundCloud. process.
3: <laughs> and then with SoundCloud and YouTube, you know, it, it's free for everyone and anyone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about you know getting that like copyright issue if you just don't monetize off of it. So. I had recorded like a 35 minute version of that adult swim challenge and I had re-recorded everything. I did, redid all the vocals. I did way better guitar and bass parts. I actually found a beat like everybody was trying to get me to do a little hip hop sample that I had found and then um, brightened up the synth a little bit, basically just gave it a new life. And I took that, I made two different tracks, a nightcore version, like where it's sped up and a slowed version mm. where it's like a little more relaxed just so I could treat everybody a little extra given that I waited a year to mm-hmm. do this. And then I created a three minute version that I can put on YouTube, like a cool song version. And then on the day of the one year that I had did the spin before I had extended it, I posted it. I let everybody know, hey, it's released now and people are still listening to it and I'm happy.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've only seen mad. the original like TikTok version of that when, yeah. when you first put it people out.
3: People still did... are a little mad at me because I waited a year. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's out.
0: Hey, For you guys? you're not on anyone else's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, uh, did it get the attention of Adult Swim? Like, did they like repost it at all?
3: I don't think so.
0: Oh, okay.
3: It's I mean, they're right.
0: yeah, they should. They're lost, <laughs> <last>, you know. <laughs>
3: I mean, I I know. I think they. I know when I had posted the spin on TikTok and Instagram, it did catch their attention, mm-hmm. and they had commented. And then the artist who did the original remix that everybody was using for those bumps. He had reached out to me as well, like through comments saying, you know, this was, this is really good. And he had commented on the remake of my bump when I had released it on SoundCloud.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, that's some really good validation. some good recognition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I asked just because like Adult Swim's always done like a really good job of like putting artists on, like musicians on. Uh, like, you know, people think of them as the the silly... Late Night Cartoon Network thing, which you know they are. Yeah, they've been that for so long. But like, even in their entire existence, they were like, like that was the first place I ever heard MF Doom back in the like the mid two thousands. Really? Uh, when I was, yeah, when I was like fifteen or sixteen, because he did a lot of he did a whole album that was like filled with like sounds from Adult Swim cartoon characters. Yeah, like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force characters like make appearances on there, and it's like. You know, it's silly, it's goofy, but it's like a per- kind of a perfect fit because he was already, you know, using so many like samples from from older cartoons. Yeah, that he just sort of like adapted it. Yeah, and uh, I think that was the one that uh, Danger Mouse pretty. It was Danger Doom, so it was yeah. like them, and it was all like put out by like in conjunction with Adult Swim. So they've always done a really good job with that.
3: Yeah, I actually didn't hear about. I didn't know who MF Doom was until he died oh so i i missed out because when i I heard his name and then i had listened to his music i was like where has he been all my life
0: this
3: is good
0: yeah i think a lot of people have that moment he's he's like he it's weird because he's so he's very well known at this point but he's still like it still feels like a buried treasure like it's it's he's Um, not an artist that gets pushed in your face like like massive pop artists do. It's, it's something that I think everybody has to like find their own way to
3: and like
0: yeah, not not well not even in a I don't even think it's a gatekeepy mm-hmm. way. Like I I just think it's like a it's almost like a journey of self-discovery, but instead of, you know, truths yeah. about yourself, you just end up finding like this really dope rapper who is super enjoyable and like hits for a bunch of you know, some people are like really impressed with his his flows and ability as a rapper, his vocabulary. I like I first really liked him because he's just he's just silly. He's like he's just a funny guy.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. R. I. P. Doom. This is not the first time we've gone off on, on Doom Tangents on this show. <laughs>
3: uh, okay. No, but I, I really love his music. Yeah.
1: So now
0: Just getting back to, um, like, sort of those those TikTok remixes. Another thing that has been pretty amazing about seeing this platform grow is that there are so many, like, collaborative videos. Where, Well, like, I'll just see one where, like, one musician lays down, like, a drummer lays down a drum beat. And then that gets, you know, stitched together with, with like, a guitar or a bassist, like, lays down a, a bass line a guitarist, a pianist, and, like someone comes up with vocals for it and like writing their own lyrics and eventually like you'll see like down the road there's it's been like stitched like six videos together and they create like one song and it like you know it's kind of amazing like the, you know it's enabled complete strangers to collaborate and make something like incredible. Yeah, as if they were a band that knew each other.
3: Yeah, that's that's one of the top reasons why i love music talk is somebody will be the foundation and it could be anybody let it be a drum beat or a sample or a vocal and then you'll find musicians not even like in the nation like all around Mm -hmm. the world who will find that and make it their own thing and then people will find that and then build on top of that and build and build and build. And then these things become songs and then everybody mm-hmm. loves them.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it even gets like bittersweet because I'm like, this is so good. And it's just like a one minute, yeah, you know, like slice of, of a song that I'm like, this is my favorite song. <laughs> I need like, I need like an extended version of this, but it's just like. Exactly. If I if I had the financial means to get all these people together and fly them into a studio and be like <laughs> all right like let's lay it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like I definitely underestimated it at first. I when it first came out I was like it felt like a sort of a knockoff of Vine but just like kind of worse content but it, now it's be, definitely become its own thing.
3: Yeah. Nothing uh, nothing can, can top Vine though.
0: You, I yeah. Divine was too <laughs> was too good for this world.
3: Yeah. Um I remember the era that when TikTok was musically originally until mm-hmm. they did like a whole complete rebrand.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But I mean I mean going back to that and kind of touching upon like how there's just so much like collaborative opportunity, especially on music talk. I mean just just overall. TikTok is truly amazing. Like it, it leaves you so much room to showcase who you are, you know, show us your niche. Like, you know, who are you as a music artist and as a person? And taking that and then just utilizing that through my TikTok, like, you know, hey guys, this is who I am. This is what I do. I've got these corny little jokes to these complicated produce multi-hyphenate music videos i hope you enjoy it and people actually enjoy it like you know i i i'm a little emotional sometimes you know <laughs> i mean i've had so much support i mean not only with my own music that i had experimented on like you know waiting for you and you are in a mess and even some tracks from the whole truth that i would you know subtly promote through some of the other, you know, voiceovers that I did, you know, talking about myself, you know, what's going on in my life, you know, for the other content as well that I make that, you know, isn't original, but, you know, I would, you know, take popular songs, flip it, make it strip, you know, give it a whole genre refresh, like how I would write the song. And people would enjoy that. And, you know, to this point, I'm just looking really full, like looking forward To, you know, some of the other things I have planned as far as not just ride with you that's coming out soon in a week, but um, a lot of other upcoming projects and my own, like, solo new music as well. And with that complicated algorithm of TikTok, just have to see what happens.
0: (laughs) I gotta say, in the age of where, like, the algorithms dictate a lot of, like, what we the media that we consume, whether it's like just Instagram posts or Spotify with its deciding for me what music I should be listening to. Yeah, I made a I made a face there for this is not a visual medium, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, no, TikTok has one of the more bearable al- algorithms. I think once it's once you've liked enough things and once you like kind of figured out what sub talks uh you're you're into then you get really amazing content and uh like once you kind of filter out a lot of stuff that you're like ah this doesn't really interest me um because there's like some really expansive just like topics that are in there because music is like a huge element of my feed right now um and it you know it's a lot of those like collaborative videos there's a lot of like explanations of music theory things and just there's also a lot of like informative posts like going in depth about musicians careers but then even beyond music it's sort of just it's been an amazing showcase of just being able to view human talent and ingenuity around the world you know like beyond music it, I've seen so many like incredibly talented visual artists who do like speed painting things or they they work in other mediums beyond painting like there's a there's this Really cool artist I follow who's, whose name I don't remember right now, but I'll, you know, throw it in when I do the finishing touches on this episode, but yeah. they like, they do like charcoal drawings, but they just sort of start with like very loose brush strokes. And then from that, they define it more and whittle it down into like a hyper realistic, like human face, but it starts from just like the vaguest, you know, strokes of a, of a charcoal block. Uh, you know that's just like one example it truly is a a showcase of how amazing humanity is tiktok gives me hope in a a time where there is you know that's not easy to come by sometimes exactly oh i wanted to ask when did how how long ago did you shave your shave your head
3: oh this was late may
0: oh what have you been keeping it down
3: yeah I mean keep i mean i I enjoy it, you know it, it it's, it's a good, good feeling. feeling i it
0: is it. yeah, as someone because uh, i I'm on like two months now since I like shaved mine, and it's already getting like I might have to go back to you
3: yeah, know this the is
0: barber shop, shop and
3: me going back too <laughs> uh, I had uh cut it down recently. when was that this pat no, this past, past life um recently i had went to atlanta for this um really huge gig and my hair grows fast like really yeah mine too and uh, i think it was that monday or tuesday i was like please cut it down because i can't deal with this right now i mean i i love having it super short like my scalp gets to like breathe
2: yeah oh my god
3: worry about any like hair complications and and stuff like that because I know with you know my locks it was always like that two month always gotta do the retwist you know I did like this interlocking method that like made the locks itself tighter so that way the growth could come faster mm-hmm. um but my head just gets to breathe and I love it
0: I grew my hair out for like two and a half years and yeah. you know I I loved it to the until I like didn't, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, you know, something. All right, it was the middle of this summer. It was super hot, and I was like, I I can't take care of this anymore. It's it's got to go. Yeah, but I think it was the longest my hair ever got, and I was just like, all right, time time to to enter a new era. Yeah.
3: Now what I'm not gonna like is when the winter comes. You know.
0: And- yeah. Well, now I have. Uh, Now I can put on hats without worrying that it's like messing up my head, like messing up my hairdo. True. So I, I invested in a new, new beanie, like a winter beanie. And I, you know, I'm honestly like, I'm not going to say that I'm excited for winter because I do kind of prefer the warm months. I, I appreciate all month, all seasons for what they bring to the table, but I do like being warm.
3: What I am excited for is wigs because I can find we fit them now. That's
0: all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Try, I'm trying to plan out my like next Halloween costume because that's coming up. And, uh, you know, I've learned through the years that if I don't start thinking about it, like in September, then I'm going to like leave it late. And I love Halloween. And like, I always want to go out for it. Gone are the days where I like didn't care and did like a lazy costume. I, I got to do something like elaborate and every time I do something each year when I do something elaborate, I'm like, well, next year I have to do something that's like at least, you know, maybe not trying to top it, but like at least trying to go, go out again. You know?
3: Exactly. I'm kind of in that like thinking mood too. Cause like now I have a dog. So we're trying to, we're trying to think of the the ultimate like duo. Oh costume. I've been told um because uh Sully, that's his name. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's a blue boston terrier. So I was told by a friend that we should play Lilo and Stitch.
2: Ooh. Stitch is yeah. like a
3: monster. So we might we might give that a go. Who knows.
0: Will you like dye him blue or get him blue somehow? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know I if there's like
3: my my boy skin so yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well you could like you could put him in get him like the little ears and like put him in i think there's a scene where he does he's in like a like uh stitches in uh like a hula skirt right
3: so yeah yes
0: it's been a it's been a while since i've seen that movie but
3: that's the that's the one that's like i <laughs> want to go to and the second one i was gonna i don't know dress up as some grown up version of Boo and then have him dress up as Sullivan from Oh Marvel. oh because oh, he's so that, yeah that's what he's named after since he is a blue oh
0: <laughs> that's cute
3: From my extreme <laughs> Mike Wazowski <laughs>
0: uh my brother and like when he was a kid used to have like a, a large Mike Wazowski doll. If I if that still was around I'd offer it up <laughs> So that could be your Mike Wazowski.
3: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. So last year I I was um like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, which involved like me putting on a bald cap and and doing full like gray body paint, uh, which was like a lot of you know that was like an hour of prep, and like it'll be a lot. I'm glad I did it. Like I've been wanting to do it. I even got like a little ring and like I'm like 6'3 and so I know that I know that people were kind of like what the fuck <laughs> uh,
3: 6'3 golem figure yeah <laughs> I would really like, that's cool
0: <laughs> then like when people asked what I was I like I couldn't just tell them I had to I had to like do the like get get up on like my hind legs weird to say hind legs as a human because they're my only legs but you know like do the crouch thing
2: yeah
0: uh but yeah now, now so now this year i'm like what do i do that like again because i don't think i'm gonna top that i'm definitely not painting myself bluish gray again.
3: yeah
0: it took like four tubes of body paint and
3: not four tubes yeah
0: four whole tubes
3: wow
0: you know it was worth it worth it but um, now I, I think I'd go for some opt for something a little simpler.
3: I mean, <laughs> things is still the craze, you know. Yeah, it could be eleven. A lemon? You could be eleven.
0: Ele- oh, eleven? eleven! Eleven. Uh, I thought you said a lemon, and I was like, w- <laughs> just like wear like a yellow sack. <laughs>
2: hey, that <I> too. <do>. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I could be eleven. I was actually thinking of. And this would require some arts and crafts on my part, but I was thinking of making a swan dress and being Bjork when she was in the swan dress. Ooh! Because Bjork's in the news again, which I'm happy for You
2: should do
0: that. Yeah, that that's that's up there. It's a like a. I'm not I'm not great at arts and crafts, so okay. I want to see if maybe there's maybe I can just order like a quick one maybe someone a costume company made of may have already like made this and maybe yeah. there's just an amazon thing i can get <laughs> throw it in the shopping cart
3: Not the capsule, you know people love creativity
0: yeah yeah but i'm going to have to get started on that if i want to do like the full arts and crafts yeah <laughs> i cuz i'd like you know i don't want any animals to be harmed in the making of this halloween costume I, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much all I had to talk about. I don't know if you want to like wrap up with any closing remarks. Uh, I know you got the single coming out next week. Yeah. Uh, do you have any shows coming up? And then- Ooh,
3: so I do have one coming up also next week. On the 1st of October, I'll be back at the State Fair of Texas. Uh, I'll be doing three sets. Um, it's a Saturday. For those who are in Texas, come out and have a good time. It's going to be amazing. I'll, I'll be debuting three unreleased solo songs. Ooh. So, might give you a reason, you know, send. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I have that coming up. And, you know, I'm always active on Instagram and TikTok. It's my first name, Demoy, D-A-M-O-Y-E-E. Um, I also have a newsletter that um an email newsletter that people can subscribe to. Um visit my website www.demoy.com and subscribe to my newsletter so you can keep up with gigs, performances, new music, all those things. And lastly, yeah, Philip and I we're releasing our collaborative single, Ride With You, coming out September the 30th next week. uh, be sure to pre-save. A uh, pre-save link is on all of my platforms. Uh, link in the Instagram bio, link in the TikTok bio, wherever you find me. Pre-save.
0: Awesome, yeah. And uh, whenever you have like shows coming up in Boston, let me know because I have yet to see you live, which is <laughs> I gotta gotta come out sometime.
3: Hey, I will let you know.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk.
3: Thank you so much for having me it's always an honor and is this our first time meeting in person
0: i think yeah i think so we've only communicated via email and like
3: text and email so hi yeah
0: (laughs) and like technically uh whenever whenever i come out to a show it'll be the first like real like in person
3: like in person yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah but great to great to talk to you hope the rest of your weekend is fantastic
1: and I hope the rest of your weekend is amazing. You say you adore me and I'm one of a kind But I can caught you slipping, lurking from behind Praise me for the highs, yeah, you're shady on the low Dirty lie. I ain't playing with you anymore You say you ain't talking, but I'm always on your tongue You say you ain't playing, but you find it kind of fun don't be trying to fake it when I'm feeling so Take your shade, leave me be in my own spotlight. I'm stronger than I've ever been, never to be hurt. to yourself
0: There you have it folks that was demoy go check out her new single ride with you uh check out her album the whole truth check out her music videos follow her on TikTok at demoy uh i think on all social media she's most active on TikTok and instagram uh once again quick reminder just to vote for austin pudding this show boston music awards go to their instagram page and follow the links uh I'll be back next week with fellow Austin Pudding writer, Ben Benatis, who <laughs> is <laughs> going to discuss a very silly topic with me. That will be the season two finale. You heard it here first, episode 35 and a season two. I'm going to take a little break, try to get more interviews recorded, get season three underway. You know, I feel like I feel like i can safely close the book on season two and feel really really happy about you know the episodes i put out this this season getting nominated for another award but yeah and you know i'll talk more next week to sort of wrap up the show but anyway have a good week y'all bye